Welcome in everyone and thank you for listening to the 149th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast. Brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing great, Cameron. How are you? How was your 4th of July? Oh, it was pretty uneventful, I'll be honest with you. Um, I work at a campground, so we were very busy for the holiday, and uh, I had to be watching out. And actually, on 4th of July, I was making sure that nobody was shooting off fireworks. Oh, man, you're that grumpy old man, huh? Well, not too grumpy. (laughs) Uh, Most of the customers were happy to hear that (laughs) I was not letting people shoot off fireworks. Um, We had one little group that wanted to, and we had to tell them just sit with your lawn chair and look at the houses next door they're going to shoot off lots of fireworks or go to hammond's field and watch them there yeah so yep i was working and uh it was kind of kind of boring but you gotta make that money yep yeah so you got these uh these service jobs you just got to be there for the people even on holidays but thank you i i enjoyed it how about you did you do anything fun uh, we just, yeah, we just let off some fireworks and stuff. We actually, uh, went to the lake, um, last weekend and had a little bit of a run in with some, with some bad weather while we were out there oh. on the water. Yeah. We saw a big you black capsize, did you? We know we didn't, but we saw a big black cloud rolling in thought we could just kind of outrun it, maybe go the other way. Uh, and that didn't happen. We, we got stuck in it and it came a point where we probably couldn't see like 50 feet in any, any direction. Tried it's to hard get, to outrun Mother Nature. Yes. So we tried to get in a little cove, and we ended up just having to, like, dock in some random private dock area, and everything was drenched, so, mm. including my shirt. So I bought this shirt at the marina just so I'd have something dry oh, sure to wear. Enough. That's so, a lovely shirt. And here it is, yeah. I love it's it. It's really illuminating this entire room. Absolutely, yeah. But we survived. Wow, wow. You had a much more eventful fourth than I did. Novice boaters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... Thanks, everyone, for checking us out uh, and uh, joining us on this episode. Uh, special shout out to everybody over at YouTube. A uh, bunch of new subscribers. Um, thanks for watching. And uh, I've, we've really appreciated all the engagement over there at YouTube and on Twitter. Um, lots of likes on every video. We definitely appreciate it. And a uh, special shout out to our newest Patreon supporter, Brian. Um, he subscribed at the merch and more tier so he's got a bunch of cool stuff coming his way so he's the first person to subscribe to that tier so a special shout out to brian we appreciate you very much we'll get you hooked up with all a bunch of cool stuff thank you brian okay kyle we have some more football to talk about as per usual this time of year um last week we covered the newcomer players to the football team on the offensive side of the ball this week we're going to do the defensive side of the ball so incoming freshmen and new transfers to the program um before we dive into that we do have a bit of news and kind of just some housekeeping to catch up on with recruiting and stuff uh the first thing is last week we talked about tavoris jones and deshaun woods we predicted that they would pick mizzou when it was time for them to commit and they did and that wasn't too much of a stretch pretty much everybody thought they were going to pick mizzou but it's good to see that they did. And they immediately became the number two and three players in Missouri's recruiting class that was already looking pretty good. So um, great that they did end up choosing Missouri and glad to have them on board. Yeah, for sure. We talked about those guys pretty in depth last week, just kind of assuming that they would 
become part of the class. So if you want to hear a little bit more about those guys, um, go check out our episode from last week and hear a little bit more um, about those individual players. But yeah, I mean, just Missouri's class is just looking pretty incredible so far. So I'm definitely excited about both of those guys. It was a, it was a good weekend for recruiting. Yeah. And just like special shout out to university of Texas. If you guys want to like overlook any other players from your home state, we will be happy to just, you know, bring them on over to Missouri. Shout out to Nebraska for hiring Scott Frost. That too. That's man. Who would have thought that, you know, that home run hire would turn into the number one player in the state choosing Missouri. Who would have thought that hiring a former player wouldn't work out. (laughs) You should have just stayed at UCF, I guess. Had it made. The book's not the book's not completely written on his time at no. Nebraska, so we might be just eating our hats later. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it so far. Uh, sticking with football for a minute, um, Ahmad Robinson, who had a Mizzou offer, uh, defensive back from East St. Louis, committed to Arkansas State. Um, he obviously has is uh, friends with Luther Burden, and some people suspected that that was one of the main reasons he had a Mizzou offer. Um, it seems, seems unwise to give somebody a, uh, a non-committable offer uh, just to get their friend interested in your program and then not actually be too serious about the player in question. Uh, seems like a way to burn bridges, so hopefully that's not what the staff did in this situation. I can't imagine they would do it that way. But anyway, he, Ahmad Robinson, has committed to Arkansas State. Yeah, I mean, for whatever reason, I guess that, yeah, that, that offer was not committable. I hope that that, like you said, that didn't damage any relationships with East St. Louis or with Luther Burden. Uh, don't really know exactly how that's going to play out. I hope that Ahmad Robinson committing to Arkansas State doesn't mean that Luther Burden has maybe moved on, but... I don't know. I think they're. I think they're just good friends. I don't think that was necessarily like a like a package deal. Obviously, if you if you will. So, I think we're still okay. All right. Let me know if you hear otherwise. <laughs> um, boy, do we have any other football stuff to talk about? I've got a few basketball things, but um, yes, Missouri made a final two for a three-star offensive tackle, Valen Erickson. He's down to Mizzou and Nebraska. Oh. Speak of the devil. Where's he from? Uh, that is a great question. I'll look him up. Okay. But <clears throat> I hadn't heard a lot about him. He kind of just surfaced in the last couple of weeks as a guy that Mizzou had been on, and, and now he's down to a final two. Um, Crystal Balls definitely like to uh, – I think they're saying Nebraska, most of them. So. Yep, Steve Wolfong. Nebraska with only a six confidence rate. Okay, that's medium. Well, he hasn't set a commitment date or anything like that, so we've got some some time to make up ground if we need to do so. But uh, did you find out where he's from? Chicago, Illinois. I've heard of that place. So we'll keep an eye on Valen Erickson. Uh, another thing I wanted to uh, give a shout out to Mizzou Twitter for an incredible victory on Jaden Scarlett. He put out a Twitter poll. He's, by the way, four-star defensive tackle from Texas. He put out a Twitter poll just saying, what's the move? And he's got a final three of Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and Mizzou. And those were the three options on the poll. And there's 20,000 votes on this poll. That's a lot. That's a lot of votes. And uh, and Mizzou won. They squeaked by Oklahoma. And, in fact, I think I I checked the poll with, I don't know, 30 30 to 45 minutes left. And uh, Mizzou was losing by, I don't know, probably a good 500 votes. And uh, ended up pulling it out. Rallied in the, the end. troops, yeah. yeah. 
Well, that's that's impressive. Um, obviously, that means he's coming to Mizzou now. That definitely. Uh, yep. That's the you know, that's the way that goes. You put out a poll. Yeah, you put out a poll. You gotta you, stick with it. I don't know what. Yeah. Um, I no, I did see that poll, and I did vote in the poll, and mm-hmm. I also saw some pretty salty Oklahoma fans that uh, were convinced that just like an army of Texas fans came and voted for Mizzou on this completely unrelated poll just to really stick it to Texas A&M and Oklahoma. And maybe there's a bunch of Texas fans out there with nothing better to do, but I it, I don't know. M- maybe so. But what, what's even more egregious is I saw one Oklahoma fan claim that they literally clicked Mizzou, or sorry, sorry, clicked Oklahoma in the Twitter poll and it counted their vote for Missouri. <laughs> and they were not, I don't think they were joking that when they made this claim. So I don't know if they were just, they were making stuff up or if they got confused by what they were seeing. But I, one thing I can guarantee you is there's no possible way that happened. Yeah, I think I'm just going to guess that they were lying on that one. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and that maybe he just doesn't quite understand how Twitter polls work. But it, it, so then he's basically claiming that there's some kind of Twitter conspiracy that Twitter itself wanted Mizzou to win this poll. Well, now that's something I could definitely believe. <laughs> They're, Missouri's maybe, a good guys. Yeah, maybe they're, yeah, that's true. Maybe there's some Mizzou grads working at Twitter, <laughs> and specifically monitoring polls and switching votes. Maybe a lot of Mizzou fans have burner accounts and just count for two. Maybe, but I think we need to stop the steal on that. Or he thinks <laughs> the Oklahoma fan thinks we need to stop the steal on that uh, Jaden Scarlett Twitter poll. Well, hopefully he follows through with the results of the poll. Um, I don't think we should probably hold him to that. But yeah, I mean. It, when we really look at his recruitment, I mean, that's he is a in high demand from some pretty uh, prestigious universities. Obviously, Oklahoma is going to be tough to beat out, and then he recently got an offer from LSU, so that's going to be it's going to be a tough race. But um, you know, in a past years, I probably count us out a lot sooner than I am this time, <laughs> and I think we're going to be really in it to the end. So we'll see. Okay, some basketball recruiting news. Feels like we haven't talked about basketball a lot recently uh, for good reason. But um, we have two Mizzou offers out there that moved on, made decisions to go elsewhere. So that is Kellen Thames going to St. Louis and Connor Turnbull going to Butler. Yeah, those are both um, fairly recent offers, I guess, in the last month or two. Uh, Connor Tur- Turnbull, a uh, big man that I really liked his game, so I was kind of disappointed to see him go to Butler, which I'm sure he's going to just end up being amazing there and Kellen Thames obviously the son of Kelly Thames which is a name I'm sure most people are familiar with if you're listening to this podcast but he committed to St. Louis last night and sounded like they probably had uh, we know the scholarship situation there's limited spots so unfortunately you know in a different year maybe they take more of these guys if they want them but think they really only had one spot for some of these local kids so and you'll tell us who who got that spot that would be christian jones uh kind of a swiss army knife type player out of east st louis um he i've seen him listed as a point guard i've seen him just listed as a forward so he's kind of a tall long-armed uh guard combo guard type player i think he handles the ball some um looks to be Super athletic, very versatile, um, can shoot it a bit. Um, I see him, you know, potentially being able to switch three to four positions. He could grow a little bit more since he is, um, you know, 
just between his junior and senior years of high school. So, um, yeah, he got an offer not too long ago from Missouri and committed to Mizzou just in this past week. Yeah, he committed within like a few days of getting that offer, I'm pretty sure. So he was excited about that and probably knew that there was there was a limited space on yeah. the team. So he definitely took that opportunity as quickly as possible. But yeah, like you said, I mean, he, he plays, I think he plays a lot of point for his high school team, but I definitely, I don't know what he's going to end up doing when he gets to Mizzou. Um, but yeah, like you said, 6'5", um, a little bit under the radar because he averaged about 11 points a game for his high school team at East St. Louis last uh, last season. And then they didn't play AAU ball last, last summer because of COVID. But he has kind of, I guess, not blown up, but he has gotten some no, some notoriety this summer for his performances uh, with Brad Beal Elite. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, there's not a whole lot of film on him out there, but what I have seen, I really like of him. I think he's, like you said, super smooth, fluid athlete. He's a really nice-looking shot. Um, I definitely think he has the mechanics to develop into a, a pretty good college player um, someday. And most importantly, according to his Instagram post, he's not – 100% committed. Mm, no. Not 1,000, not even 10,000. Oh. He is 100,000% committed to the Missouri Tigers. I thought for a second you were going to say he's like only, like you posted that he's 50% committed. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's new. But no. also, so is 100,000. Very far in the other direction, Cam. He's Jeez. more committed than every other player that has ever played for Mizzou combined. He's more committed to Mizzou than I am to my wife. 100,000%? Can't compete with that. <laughs> Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I'm sure everything's great with your wife, and he's still just far beyond Absolutely. Like, what you could ever imagine. Yeah. Incredible relationship. That's, that's very committed. <laughs> um, something that I will look for from Christian Jones in the next year or so is uh, hopefully he can develop as a player enough to maybe get a little bit more thoroughly uh, built-out recruiting profile on some of these websites. Yeah. Because... There's under the radar, and then there's like not quite on the radar. You have a profile, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no profile yet on twenty four seven sports. No picture, zero stars, no rating on rivals. So, if you know, maybe we got a diamond in the rough situation, and uh, if it could be polished up just a little bit by this time next year, that would be pretty cool. Recruiting's kind of like a kind of like the stock market. You're trying to find the next next amazon out there you know and yeah. b- before they blow up when they're still in the garage yeah Conzo's. Yeah. yeah he i mean he just he kind of yeah he kind of lives in that zone yeah, it's he's playing the penny stocks but yeah. it's a promising promising one yeah um so w- at some point in the next month or so we'll kind of take stock of basketball recruiting um and just talk about the scholarship situation look at who they're in on still because we haven't seen the last of mizzou in this class i don't think um Missouri's going to be a factor all the way up to decision day for a few more guys I think so we'll have to kind of think through that and see what the options are still yeah I mean we'll we'll see what happens with the with the team but at this point I mean the the two high school players that they're after that they have a good shot at are Aiden Shaw and Chandler Jackson both four-star recruits but at this point unless one of those two guys wants to wants to commit right now I just think they have to hold off on high school recruiting and and maybe look at a transfer after the season, depending on on what the roster looks like. So, I think it could be pretty quiet in basketball recruiting for for quite a while, kind of like it already is. But yeah. it's always it's always kind of stealthy, but it's going to be real quiet. Mm-hmm. All right. So the topic of the show this week is the 
newcomers on the defensive side of the ball for the Missouri Tiger football team. So we are talking about the incoming freshmen and new incoming transfers that will be playing their first year at Missouri this upcoming season. And uh, we've got quite a list of names. We went through the offense last year or last week and um, not as many players, not as many. There were obviously with transfers and, uh, you know, Mookie Cooper, Dominic Lovett. We talked about them quite a bit and uh, they look like instant impact type guys. Um, We'll see. We'll talk through these guys on the defensive side and see if any of them seem like they can contribute right away or who has the best shot anyway. So, uh, Kyle, you can start off wherever you'd like. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so this is the 2021 class plus transfers. These guys are on campus for right now. Um, this is definitely a very defensive-heavy class when you look at, especially when you looked at, at need. That just makes sense. Um, needed a, we have like eight uh, defensive linemen to talk about, so very defense-heavy. But we'll start out with the defensive line since I just mentioned it. We'll kind of go position by position. Maybe talk about the guys one by one and then maybe recap once we finish each position group. But we'll start out with uh, two transfers um, that we that we got. The first one, Realist George, 6'1", 278. He's a red shirt sophomore. He is transferring from Independence Community College in Kansas. And he played defensive line there, but he actually started as a fullback at Miami. Interesting. Uh, his freshman year. So he... Played, a, played in a few games at Miami this is true freshman year, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So, um, but when I think Real George, Realist George, I, I definitely think of a guy that will be instant impact. I definitely think he um, has a chance to even start. Played in the spring game this past year and was just running amok. He was everywhere. He was always in the backfield putting pressure on. So definitely excited about him. Seems like a good athlete. Uh, we'll move on to the next one, Daniel. Robledo. With Realist George, real quick, I did yes. think it was interesting that uh, his official listed height and weight on the Mizzou football website is what again? Six one two seventy eight. And on twenty four seven Sports, he's listed at six two two ninety five. He shrunk. So they shrunk him. Maybe yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit. Uh, maybe the the recruiting service just like pulled his community college height and weight like from their website. Yeah. And maybe it was a little bit inflated. But or maybe he's well maybe the height kinda. thing. Um, yeah, you can't really get around that. But yeah. maybe he's slimmed down a little bit maybe for so. his role on the team. That's possible. Um, yeah, these were the all the measurables I'm going to say are from the are from Mizzou's roster. So it, it would be kind of interesting to comp- interesting to compare them to what the recruiting service. I'll is point saying. out if any of them are just like wildly different. Okay. All right, we'll move on to the next guy, Daniel Robledo. He's six two two eighty. He's a, also a redshirt sophomore. So it sounds like both of these guys have I guess three years of eligibility. Hmm. Uh, at Mizzou, but he's transferring. Awesome. That is awesome. He's transferring from East Los Angeles College, and I think he's pretty versatile. Honestly, like as far as where he's going to play, I think he'll probably play mostly defensive end, but definitely could play defensive tackle in some packages. And uh, again, like this is like when I think about these two guys, they both are just significantly older than some of the freshmen coming in. So I mean, they're two or three years older than some of those guys, and they just look like grown men when you look at them and the way they play i mean they're just very strong fast guys so i just definitely think both of these guys are going to be on the field a lot this fall okay so now we'll move on to the freshman defensive lineman and we'll start out with mickey wingo 6-1-275 from Desmet in st louis and uh 
definitely just a classic interior uh, defensive lineman. Um, I probably at the next level, I think he'll he'll be mainly kind of a a run stopper. But on his high school tapes, man, he was had that deceptive quickness where he's you know not super tall, a little bit thicker guy, but just very fast for like you just deceptively like I said so just super strong guy um definitely think that he could find his way in the rotation for sure he's been huge on the recruiting trail as well yeah he was the very first recruit or very very first commit of the 2021 class if memory serves so he's been on board for a while and then we have a whole host of defensive ends here to rattle off uh we've got Kyron Montgomery 65255 from Indianapolis and he was probably the highest rated recruit out of this group and just perfect size and speed for what you think of for the prototypical defensive end I definitely think that he's going to have a, a really good career at Mizzou could end up being a good NFL player someday but we'll we'll enjoy him at Mizzou for a little mm-hmm. while before we before he gets to move on um Stop me if you have any thoughts, but uh, we'll move on to Arden Walker, 6'4", 250 from Denver, and uh, played for a really, really good high school program. They won back-to-back state championships in the at the 5A level, and he had offers from most of those Pac-12 schools out there in the West, so I was actually a little bit surprised just geographically. I was a little bit surprised to see him end up at Missouri, but definitely has the potential to be a really good player. Uh, Jonathan Jones, 6'3", 241 from McKinney, Texas. Uh, same thing. I mean, played for a, a good a good program in Texas. Uh, very long, rangy athlete. Might not um, be an immediate impact guy, but definitely if he adds some weight to that frame, I think he could end up being a, a great player. And then, of course, you've heard of him many times before, Travian Ford, 6'2", 240 from Lutheran North in St. Louis. Um, <laughs> I feel like these guys when you watch their film it's like them just blowing by the offensive line and but a Travian Ford especially I mean Lutheran North is such a dominant program and sometimes I think especially in those highlight tapes they're playing pretty inferior competition well even if they're playing like a decent team the chances that you have a guy lining up across from like Ford or Kyra Montgomery that can yeah. actually try to stop them even yeah. a little bit is unlikely yeah I, I definitely notice it I feel like the most in Travian's tape though where he i mean he's just literally not even receiving resistance whatsoever he's just running by somebody so it's almost a little bit hard to evaluate somebody when he's just doing whatever he wants but clearly a fantastic athlete um he was a spring enrollee so he's been in the program since january um i would be surprised if travian did not get some playing time this year well i'm looking at him and montgomery and if it weren't for Travion Ford, I think Kyron Montgomery would be like the gem of this recruiting class. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he's overshadowed by the in-state recruit of Ford. Um, and he is a little bit lower. Montgomery's a little bit lower on the 24-7 sports composite if in le- compared to just his rivals ranking. So they're both pretty high four-star players out of uh, on rivals at least. And I think uh, because Ford is the in-state player, he and he, you know, was one of the first like marquee signees for Eli Drinkwitz. Um, just kind of was that first guy that got the fan base thinking like, oh, we can 
go to St. Louis and get one of the top five players in the state to come to Mizzou. That's and it's not like he's a three-star player who wasn't being pursued by other big-time programs. I mean, he has it to play at the next level. So yeah. And then just to supplement that with Kyron Montgomery and just be like, yeah, and we're just going to go get this other four-star player from out of state, and he's going to be really good and maybe even more of a pro prospect than Travion Ford. It's just, I yeah. don't know. I, we kind of gush over Drinkwitz's recruiting every episode, but that's <laughs> just that, what we do around here. That type of situation is not something we're accustomed to. Right. No, for sure. Yeah, it definitely... I. I I don't want it to get old at all. I, I, it's still very fresh, very insane to see what uh, Coach Drinkwitz is doing. And, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think Travian Ford might be, though, a guy on this list. I think of that's the first contributor at Mizzou. But when we're looking at the class, you know, five, ten years down the road, I think Kyron Montgomery is the guy that we remember as, as a superior player and maybe – not superior – to Travian Ford, but just right. he's the kind of he might be the player we remember as going on and having a good career in the NFL. Yeah, both of them have potential there, but um, if if Kyron Montgomery is legit six five, then man, that's that's like prototypical NFL defensive end yeah. size. Yep, yeah, he can definitely do it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, just comparing the 2021 class uh, so i was looking at the 24 7 sports composite and the uh 2021 class travion ford is the number one player committed to mizzou he is a na- has a national ranking of 210 and i looked at the 2022 class that we've been talking a lot about and just had two recruiting wins if you place Travion Ford in the 2022 class, he would be sixth out of uh, Missouri's commits as far as national ranking on the 24-7 sports composite. So there are mm. five players ranked higher than him in the next class. and That's pretty crazy from yeah, perspective. Right. And for reference, the 2021 class that we're discussing now was ranked 21st or 27th in the nation and 11th in the SEC. And we're just kind of blowing those numbers away Wow! with 2022. Yeah, I mean, at this point, in Missouri's current recruiting class, there's definitely some more big names out there. Um, but if we just continue to stay in course a little bit, it's going to be the best class we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. They, he can just fill it out with three-star players from here on out. And yeah, and we're coasting. Was, yeah, exactly. All right, anything else on those defensive linemen? Um, I'm super excited to see the two players with experience, Realist George and um, Daniel Robledo, just step in and be able to contribute day one. Yeah. And there's a need. Yeah. Having some experience there, some, you know, like older guys who are more physically developed, um, balancing out the experience a little bit will be huge. Agree. All right. We'll move on to linebackers. And uh, the first guy is Zachary Lovett, and he's 6'2", 230 from Rockledge, Florida. And for some reason, I had it in my mind that he could end up playing defensive end, but uh, I, on the recruiting services and I think on a Mizzou's roster, both he's listed as a linebacker, so it sounds like he's going to end up sticking there. And uh, he's still kind of – a lot of his highlight tape 
he is playing linebacker, but he still kind of plays that edge rusher role a little bit in a way where he is just doing everything he can to get in the backfield and put pressure put pressure on. Um, he's just super fast. I feel like that stuck out to me so much in his film. He's so fast for like his, his size. Um, had some really big hits. Kind of plays like a heat-seeking missile, honestly. Mm. So his tape's pretty fun to watch. If you haven't seen that, I'd go check it out. Um, I definitely think that he, speaking of, I mean, being overshadowed, I think this is a perfect example of a guy who could end up being really, really good, but I just kind of gets put on the back burner on the, of this class, to, in my mind at least, as because there's just so many exciting names. Um, I think Lovett is definitely a guy to, to, to keep an eye on and just kind of remember his name in the back of your mind for a couple of years down the road. Could be a, a great contributor. And then the other freshman linebacker, totally different style of linebacker, is Damian Wilson. He's 6'2", 220 from Grover, North Carolina. And he is definitely more of like the interior linebacker, just a tackle machine. Um, I don't want to compare him to Nick Bolton, but definitely think about that kind of player, a player who's just always stopping the run and is kind of able to, to control the defense a little bit, kind of just that team captain role. Uh, I definitely think I definitely think Damian Damian Wilson has that ability, uh, just good change of direction, good play recognition. Um, probably could put a little put on a little bit more weight um, by the time he's stepping into a starting role, maybe maybe. But um, I'm I'm super excited by uh, what Wilson could develop into. Yeah, that's a in in inside linebacker is a spot where it just seems like Missouri's had a lot of success. Um, you know, pretty much the whole time I've been following the team and beyond. Um, and obviously that was kind of a area of expertise for Barry Odom when he was the head coach and when he was the defensive coordinator. So he was able to get guys that fit exactly what he wanted and then get the very most out of them. So hopefully we don't see a drop off of that when, now that we've, you know, are a little bit more removed from his time at Mizzou. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's such a, a crucial position you know you you always hear about the inside linebacker being like the coach on the field calling out the plays you know dissecting the offensive formations and stuff like that so definitely important uh, role and it's good to hear that uh, Wilson is kind of that type of player projected out yeah when you don't have that stone wall in the middle of your defense you you definitely feel it for sure so um, hopefully he can he can fill that role at some point and then the last linebacker addition we'll talk about is a transfer. He's got one year of eligibility, and that is Blaze Aldridge, 6'2", 220, transferring from Rice. And this is a decorated college athlete. Uh, I, it's just he did everything at Rice. He was their heart and soul of that team. Uh, he won the team's MVP award two years in a row in 2019 and 2020 and as a linebacker i mean that's yeah. you really have to be superior uh to be able to win an mvp award as yeah. a linebacker two years in a row you have to be making a difference yes uh he were he, he was a first team all conference usa in 2019 and 2020 um in 2019 now listen close here because this is pretty this is pretty insane uh as far as what he did in 2019 he had 102 tackles and 21 and a half tackles for loss so wow. over 20 percent of his tackles he was making them in the backfield and only four sacks so i don't i don't know, even know how that was happening there's really not a lot of 
film on Blaze Aldridge out there that I could find, but the man is just, he plays with his hair on fire. He's just so Jeez, aggressive. That's insane. He's actually. everywhere. Yeah. So I definitely would think Blaze is going to be a instant impact, probably a starter. How many years of eligibility does he have? I believe just one. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you don't go like rip the heart and soul out of a Conference USA team for one year of eligibility and then not not give him significant time. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think... Uh, Jeez, poor Rice. I, I wish... Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> that would have been like... I don't even know. That would have been like uh, Ohio State like taking Nick Bolton from us or something. <laughs> yeah. Like That would have been devastating. But um, yeah, it just has the chance to be a really fun player to watch. Really exciting. I think he could end up being kind of a fan, a fan favorite. Yeah, man. I hope he... I hope that translates and he's good enough to be playing like every snap yeah. for Missouri because if he can create that kind of havoc in the backfield then yeah that would be super helpful his name is blaze for crying out loud yeah he's like long blonde hair <laughs> love it i love it Alrighty, and anything else on linebackers no i think uh again just like good balance there a guy that's going to come in contribute immediately we hope and then uh two freshmen that are going to take some time to develop but should be nice pieces um either you know, starting as upperclassmen or just solid depth later on. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a lot of guys in the secondary to talk about, so we'll move on to that. Uh, obviously, we've talked a lot about Caleb Evans and Allie Green, both uh, transfers that are on campus now and will be immediate contributors. If you haven't heard us talk about those two, there's basically an episode dedicated to them. Uh, their names are in the title. Just go back a few episodes, you'll see that, and we really break them down when they first committed to Mizzou. And um, there's not much more to say now that we didn't say a few episodes ago. So just go check that out if you haven't already. Uh, We've got one kind of like safety uh, freshman player. His name is Tyler Hibbler, 5'11", 192 from Trinity Catholic in St. Louis. And uh, will probably project to play as kind of a strong safety or nickelback role. I definitely think uh, Josh Bledsoe as kind of a similar role that Tyler could fill at Mizzou. Um, very physical player, good at like, coming up and stopping the run, uh, good in man-to-man coverage. So just like a tough guy. Just I enjoyed watching his film. Just seems to really enjoy playing football. <laughs> yeah, uh, he also had an offer to Arkansas. So um, Missouri was not the only SEC school in on his recruitment. Um, I think that stemmed from uh, Barry Odom being familiar with him uh, when he was at Missouri, but, uh, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm excited about Tyler Hibbler. Um, and maybe we should go through the rest of the list and then I'll circle back to him, but I've got a few thoughts there. Okay. Um, yeah, the rest of the guys are all cornerbacks and we'll talk about Dalen Carnell is six two two ten from Indianapolis and just a really well-balanced cornerback um prospect he's uh good size uh, good ball skills i mean 6'2 210 that is a that's a pretty big cornerback for a freshman in high school or freshman in college i mean yeah um he's a spring enrollee so he's been in the program for a few months now uh we'll probably end up seeing some playing time i would i would guess this fall um another spring enrollee is zaquan reeves 6'2 200 from titusville florida uh, I definitely think he was a shutdown corner in high school. Uh, his stats kind of 
dropped a little bit as far as his tackles and stuff like that his senior year, which tells me teams just threw at him less. I think teams knew knew who he was and just decided not to mess with him. Uh, to go, so to go along with his 12 tackles his senior year, he also had nine pass breakups. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, also very important to point out, his nickname is Snoop. Zaquan Snoop Reeves. So we better keep that in mind. <laughs> um, next guy on the list is Davian Sestrunk, 6'1", 163 from Melbourne, Florida. Uh, this is definitely a different kind of recruit than the first two guys, first two cornerback um, guys that we talked about, just because I think he's a little bit, a little bit more of a speculative play, if you will, but just a fantastic athlete. Um, he, great basketball player, like all district in his uh, high school in Texas, and he averaged like 20 points a game, uh, made the switch from basketball to football in, like, in 2019, ended up having a really good senior season in football. So, And, I mean, you can definitely tell that watching his film, he is a great athlete, uh, maybe isn't great. It has some, has some work to do technique-wise, but where he um, – athletically, he, he can make up for where he falls short uh, technique-wise. And um, you can see him maybe kind of overrun some routes and stuff like that, or, uh, but he just – can snap back on the receiver like so quickly and has great ball skills. So I'm um, definitely not, not a guy I'm expecting to come in and, and, and compete for playing time this fall, but could end up being a fantastic player with some time to develop. And then the last guy is Darius Jackson, 6'2", 175 from Dallas, Texas, uh, super fluid athlete, uh, again, and then ran track in high school. I think he fell through the cracks a little bit. I think he plays for a really good Texas team in high school uh, his first highlight on his tape is him making like a one-handed interception. So uh, clearly a guy with good ball skills, um, really good athlete, very fast. Um, so if you can notice a trend with these cornerbacks, they're all 6'2", and then Davian Sistrunk is 6'1". So all yeah. of those guys are over six feet tall. They're very long, long arms. They're good ball skills, good athletes. Uh, I definitely think that Missouri's secondary is going to look better in the next few years than, than it has um, in the last five or ten years. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, that's the that's the move going forward is taller taller corners. They can, you know, get up because, like, the SEC and college football in general, but the SEC is just, there's always just, like, massive wide receivers. And, you know, there's, like... But then you have players like, uh, you know, Alabama's wide receiver that goes out and wins the Heisman Trophy, and he's like six foot one sixty five or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was a little bit of anomaly for yeah. sure. But you have to be able to go up and compete for like high point balls and um, fade routes and stuff like that, and having long arms and being a little bit taller. I think that's the that's the play I agree from now on at cornerback yeah I mean think about Mizzou's like 2013 wide receivers we had like 510 cornerbacks trying to oh like, I know guard 66 DGB yeah, yeah. It, even like you know you could rattle off so many names there that were just like big guys yeah. on, at wide receiver that could just kind of manhandle the cornerback for sure um but yeah I want to circle back to Tyler Hibbler just having that presence in St. Louis and uh Mackie Wingo, same thing. Just 
you know, it's not every recruiting class that you can just kind of scroll through and see St. Louis pop up a few times. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's important to make, obviously, Coach Drinkwitz is making these guys a priority, and there's no reason not to go after Tyler Hibbler because if you can develop him, he's he's not he's not like... He's a player that if he was from Kansas or Illinois or Nebraska or Iowa or Arkansas, I think Missouri would be looking at him anyway. If he was an under-recruited player out of Texas, Missouri would be looking at him. So it's not just because he's from Missouri that he um, is playing for the Tigers. And I think he has the size that if he can kind of hone his craft for a couple years, then he will be a very solid safety in the future. And then I also am excited about Darius Jackson because he is the type of player that you just Texas has so many of these guys that are just three star but probably wouldn't they would probably be high three star or even four star players if they played in Missouri or Kansas or someplace because there's just so many players yeah there's so many players in Texas and if Missouri can go get a handful of four star players and then just fill the rest of the roster with three-star guys that have been overlooked from Texas and Florida and places like that. They just have so many guys. Then, I mean, how many times for Missouri specifically have we seen a three-star player from Texas go on to be a significant tri- contributor by their redshirt sophomore or junior season? And they turn into pros. Yep. So I think just keep going back to that well as many times as you need to. I agree. Live in, live in Texas for sure. Um, so we, we broke it down by defensive line linebacker and defensive backfield. Um, and each position group kind of has a perfect balance of guys with experience, newcomers, highly rated guys, more project, long-term players. And I just think this group is so, if we could have something like this in every single recruiting class, I would sign up for it right now. It's pretty much what you want from Missouri. Yeah, and I there's definitely I I love the the transfers that are going to come in and, and provide some like immediate assistance because obviously it's needed in certain areas and Coach Drinkwitz realizes that. And even some of the like grad transfers like Chris Turner, Akilah Byers, some of those guys that are going to stick around for one more year. I mean, obviously, neither one of those guys are probably like household names, guys that are going to make a huge difference, but just add some consistency and help that transition as like all of these guys transition into the program. There's eight newcomers just on the defensive line. It's so great that we had a couple of guys just stick around and help those help these other guys transition into the program, even though they're probably like 30 years old at this point. Yeah, not having to rely on incoming freshmen for big, uh, you know, a huge number of snaps is crucial to the development of a team you Mm. you need these guys to be able to learn and take their time and not feel like everything every single play depends on them right and i think the mint they'll mature with the mental aspect of the game naturally as they go forward but i think we've seen you know missouri's done a pretty good job at this but i think we've seen you know in sports we know that if guys are just required to do too much too early sometimes they can fold because they're just mentally they aren't ready to accept the fact that they're not ready physically Mm -hmm. and selfishly i would love for some of these guys 
to get some playing time this year, but also be able to maintain the red shirt. Yeah. And I think sometimes I have the tendency to think about these humans as like, you know, I'm managing them in a football game or something Mm -hmm. like uh, NCAA 14 or something. Characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, like it's okay if I redshirt all of these guys and they're here for an extra year. So if that's what they want to do, I hope that they're able to do that and spend an extra year just developing in the program and, but they can get experience and still keep the red shirt. I mean, yeah. If they're if they're blowing everybody away, then yeah, send them out there. Yeah. If if you don't, if they're not just you know destroying the competition and not needed, then let's get them their four games of experience. Or if you're if they're needed on special teams, throw them out there. But if not, let's just take our time and develop these guys, and they'll be really good players sooner rather than later yep really coming down to it here We're about um what is it almost mid-july yep. getting closer every day we're going to be kind of following along week by week uh as we approach the season kind of still talking about the death chart and the schedule and all that stuff is still yet to come so less than two months we'll be doing our game one preview mm. for the football season uh, hopefully all the new uh, viewers and listeners we got during all this recruiting uh, explosion stick around for the actual season and hopefully Missouri wins a few games so that people are motivated to uh, stay with us. We'll be here all yeah. season long. We Even if here. they start out 0-5, we'll be here. We'll be here. So uh, anybody that wants to come along for the ride is welcome. We, we do have some fun stuff planned, though, still for July and early August, and then we'll really get into breaking down the roster and the schedule, making predictions uh, previewing games, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's exciting time. Yeah, tell us who uh, out of the, some of these names. Who who do you like? Uh, who excites you? Who who's going to get some early playing time? All that stuff. Let us know your thoughts down in the comments. Um, but we appreciate you guys and uh, looking forward to uh, a fun season coming up. You guys got anything else, producer Cameron? No. Mm. <laughs> He's a quiet that young man. Yeah. He's a quiet one. All right, everybody, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter, at Mizzou Sports Pod, and you can email us at MissouriSportsPod at gmail.com. You can find our T-shirts and stickers on our online shop, MissouriSportsPod.BigCartel.com. Special thank you to Patreon supporter Brian Smith. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you next week.